Okay, so this new series of uh, podcasts on the Yoga Sutra of Pantanjali uh, continues. Uh, now this, we are going to read chapter one, uh, known as Integration, chapter one of the Sutra, and then uh, maybe discuss a little bit. Uh, as I did before, um, compare and contrast. So, chapter one of the Yoga Sutra of Pantanjali. Integration. Now, the teachings of yoga. Yoga is to still the patterning of consciousness. Then pure awareness can abide in its very nature. Otherwise, awareness takes itself to be the patterns of consciousness. There are five types of patterns, including both hurtful and benign. They are right perception, misperception, conceptualization, deep sleep, and remembering. Right perception arises from direct observation, inference, or the words of others. Misperception is false knowledge, not based on what actually is. Conceptualization is based on linguistic knowledge, not contact with real things. Deep sleep is a pattern grounded in the perception that nothing exists. Remembering is the retention of experiences. Both practice and non-reaction are required to still the patterning of consciousness. Practice is sustained effort to rest in that stillness. This practice becomes firmly rooted when it is cultivated skillfully and continuously for a long time. As for non-reaction, one can recognize that it has been fully achieved when no attachment arises in regard to anything at all, whether perceived directly or learned. When the ultimate level of non-reaction has been reached, pure awareness can clearly see itself as independent from the fundamental qualities of nature. At first, the stilling process is accompanied by four kinds of cognition. Analytical thinking, insight, bliss, feeling like a self, and feeling like a self, my apologies. Later, after one practices steadily to bring all thought to a standstill, these four kinds of cognition fall away, leaving only a store of latent impressions in the depth memory. These latent impressions incline one to be reborn after one leaves the body at death and is dissolved in nature. For all others, faith, energy, mindfulness, integration, and wisdom form the path to realization. For those who seek libera liberation wholeheartedly, realization is near. So how near 
depends on whether the practice is mild, moderate, or intense. Realization may also come if one is oriented towards the ideal of pure awareness, known as Ishvara. Ishvara is a distinct, incorruptible form of pure awareness, utterly independent of cause and effect, lacking any store of latent impressions. Its independence makes this awareness an incomparable source of omniscience. Existing beyond time, Ishvara was also the ideal of the ancients. Ishvara is represented by a sound, Om. Through repetition, its meaning becomes clear. Then, interiorization develops and obstacles fall away. Sickness, apathy, doubt, carelessness, laziness, sexual indulgence, delusion, lack of progress, and inconstancy are all distractions that, by stirring up consciousness, act as barriers to stillness. When they do, one may experience distress, depression, or the inability to maintain steadiness of posture or breathing. One could subdue these distractions by working with any one of the following principles of practice. Consciousness settles as one radiates friendliness, compassion, delight, and equanimity towards all things, whether pleasant or painful, good or bad, or by pausing after breath flows in or out, or by steadily observing as new sensations materialize, or when experiencing thoughts that are luminous and free of sorrow, or by focusing on things that do not inspire attachment, or by reflecting on insights called from sleep and dreaming, or through meditative absorption in any desired object, one can become fully absorbed in any any object, whether vast or infinitesimal. As the patterning of consciousness subsides, a transparent way of seeing, called coalescence, saturates consciousness. Like a jewel, it reflects equally whatever lies before it, whether subject, object, or the act of perceiving. So long as conceptual or linguistic knowledge pervades this transparency, it is called coalescence with thought. At the next stage, called coalescence beyond thought, objects cease to be colored by memory, now formless, only their essential nature shines forth. In the same way, coalesced contemplation of subtle objects is described as reflective or reflection-free. Some subtle objects can be traced back to their origin in undifferentiated nature. These four kinds 
of coalesced contemplation with thought, beyond thought, reflective, and reflection-free. They are all called integration that bears seeds of latent impressions. In the lucidity of coalesced, reflection-free contemplation, the nature of the self becomes clear. The wisdom that arises in that lucidity is unerring. Unlike insights acquired through inference or teachings, this wisdom has as its object the actual distinction between pure awareness and consciousness. It generates latent impressions that prevent the activation of other impressions. When even these cease to arise and the patterning of consciousness is completely stilled, integration bears no further seeds. Right. So that is the first chapter in the Yoga Sutra of Pantanjali. Uh, and as you go through, you can actually hear over and over again um, shared um, strings, uh, yokes, if you will, uh, between um, Pantanjali's uh, practice or his uh, prescription for uh, reducing our overall dissatisfaction with our lot. You hear over and over again um, a middle way uh, that is shared with uh, Advaita Vedanta, uh, the Jainists to a degree, um, uh, the, the Theravadins, uh, the Mahayanans, and again, all the schools I mentioned before, the Yogacara, the Madhyamika, the, the Nalanda logicians. It's all based on exactly this same, right? And again, it all seems to boil down to the exact same um, fact of <clears throat> reducing the self's influence. I know, a bit of a mouthful. Reducing the selves, reducing the self, and reducing the self's influence on not just our choices, our desires, and our reactions, but also on our Well, actions, our desires, and our outcomes. By being guided by this principle of pure awareness. What is pure awareness? Is understanding that this self that we've come to put together is, doesn't matter the tradition, um, is a deluded, uh, selfish, misguided um, wisp. Uh, a non-existent uh, creature that we've created and give uh, substantiation to. And yet, it is also what causes us our suffering, our dissatisfaction, right? So, again, like I mentioned before, so we're talking about the mind, the consciousness, the self, being both the source of our Lot, uh, the self being the reason uh, we don't achieve the outcomes that uh, are best for us and others. And the fact that the self um, is <laughs> the mind, I should say. The fact that the mind uh, itself, uh, the source of 
what we call us, the self. The mind is both the barrier uh, and the tool for liberation. Both. It's that uh, hypocrisy, that um, being aware 